what I'm doing is right now, <clears throat> I'm looking up NAC 441A.280. Right. Apparently this is a apparently this is a law in in Nevada. It sounded like a so, launch code for a nuke. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife tonight sent me she said, I just got this text message and it was a text message a text from the Southern Health District of Nevada. Hmm. And it said that she was in contact with somebody that had COVID nineteen and by law, it says by law. And it states this law, the NAC 441-Alpha-280, that she has to quarantine inside the house and is not allowed to leave. And I'm thinking to myself, what the f- I-, I thought, what the fuck? I- 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 the law? So I'm looking up the law right now to see what it says. Because one, how-, how would they know? Well, they do what's called contact tracing. where Yeah, but I guess to your phone? Yeah, that's kind of funny that they'll they'll text you and tell you, hey, don't break the law. That's where we're at in this country. Hey, here's the penal code. Th- this sounds like some shit from the Judge Dredd comic books. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you get you'll get messaged about, hey, this is a law you could possibly be breaking. We've been we've been watching you. And that a little bit scary, a little bit. Dystopian. Mm. See this law right here, though. Well, I, I agree with you, but I was just reading this. Mm. So, well, I was telling her to go off what you were just saying before I read this. It's it's like we're in North Korea or World War Two Germany or some shit. Or you know, it's like yeah. you can't leave your house. You you got to stay in your house. It's against the law to leave. Yep. That's crazy. So this says this law states. As case, suspected case, carrier, contact, or other person shall, upon request by a health authority, promptly cooperate during an investigation of the circumstances or cause of a case, suspected case, outbreak, or suspected outbreak. And then number two, the carrying out of measures for the prevention, suppression, and control of a communicable disease including procedures of exclusion, isolation, and quarantine. Now, that's all it says. And it says added to NAC by uh, BD. Oh, Board of Health, effective 124.92. Hmm. But this doesn't say anything, in my opinion, as far as it'd be against the law to leave your house. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't say that in here. Well, it doesn't say that, you know, they consider, you know, essential travel to go get food, to go to your place. Home. That's, uh, you're not supposed to be out at the park jumping rope or <laughs> jumping rope because we do that all the time. Uh, of course. I mean, I am a constant uh, rope jumper uh, myself. Bro, don't get, me, don't get me started on some double dutch. <laughs> oh, man. You know, before we get into this, let me tell. Let's see if you remember this story. I'm sure you remember this story. Yeah. It's for everyone. This is a fight that I got into. You were there. Huh. We were. In, we were. At, we were at a country bar slash club here in Vegas. Oh, I remember. And everybody thinks you know Vegas is 24 hours, which it is, but most clubs and whatnot close just you know in the wee hours of the morning. Three, They're not four, open 24 hours. Three, four o'clock. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. So. It's per- the place. This place is pretty much closed. We're the last group of people in there with a couple other groups of people. A couple strikers. Everybody's just finishing. Right. Everybody's just finishing their drinks. They're really not pushing anybody out. And I see a girl that I want to talk to. So I go talk to her. And I'm talking to her. And I think I wanted to talk to her because she had a cigar. So I, I wanted to ask her about it. And, you know, with a spark conversation. Yeah. So anyways, I go over there. Now, a friend of ours... Skinny guy, I'm not gonna say his name, but you know what I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. He comes up to me and says that somebody started talking shit to him and wanted to fight because they said they that he tripped him. Oh, oh, but earlier I'm I was leaning on the bar before I went to go talk to the girl, and a dude bumped into me on his way to the bathroom. And remember, I just 
bitching that we were all we were the only ones left in this joint. So he had all the room in the world to not bump into me, but he bumped into me, and I said something to him. So anyway, so after I walk over to talk to the girl, the skinny friend that I mentioned that we have, the guy that bumped into me tried to start a fight with him yep. because he said he tripped him. So our skinny friend comes over and is interrupting my conversation with the girl that I'm having. And he says, Hey man, this guy, he won't leave me alone. He's trying to fight because he thinks I tripped him, but it was you. And I, <laughs> I said, well, I didn't trip him, but he bumped into me and we had a few words and he's like, well, he thought it was me. And I was like, Hey man, do you not see me trying to talk to this, this woman? Go get away. So, and then I look over as I'm, t- as she's talking to me, and now two guys are in this dude's face, our friend's face. Yep. So I told the girls, I told the girl, hold on, I'll be right back. And I was smoking a cigarette at the time. And I walked over. I saw a dude put his hand on our friend. So as I walked over, without a bat of an eye, without even thinking about it, I put my cigarette out on his eyeball. Amber everywhere. All you could see was Amber. And then it was like one of these Western movies where <laughs> everybody just started fighting. And it was crazy, man. What are you doing? Why are you oh you whistling? You do the sound effect? Yeah, that's what it was. Because so everybody was fighting. Here's where our story links up, church. Because uh-huh. I had a hold of a cute little Mexican chick that was really digging me. And I was talking to her at the bar and I had kissed her a few times, you know, you know, get, get some, you know, taste, taste what the lunch tastes like for the day. Right. That's what I was doing. And then I remember as I'm kissing her out of the corner of my eye, I see the embers of the cigarette falling and I'm like, what the fuck? And I look over and then it's all hell breaks loose. Pandemonium. Right. Go ahead. And then, oh my God, it just, it went off at that point. The place. Okay. Well, the funny part of this, well, let me get, so, so the reason why I, I led with how the, how it started was, so that happens. And then the security guard, I guess he saw how the shit went down and he grabs me and tells, he doesn't grab me, but he told, he comes up to me and tells me that I got to leave. And I said, for what, man? He said, come on. You know why? He said, you can't put a cigarette out on somebody's eye. Yeah. <laughs> so. We all left, but then somebody that worked at the at the bar or the club, the guys that we fought, as they came out, they were still jawing and everything. And I remember we were standing on these big square cement blocks that were like plant holders. Yes. And I was standing on one, and I remember seeing a limousine out front. So a manager or whoever came out, and they said, hey, you know, how about, you know, because what happened tonight, you guys can have this limousine. We were like, fuck yeah. He said, where y'all going to go? We all decided we would go to Fremont, which is we're on one end of the strip pretty much, which is kind of off the strip. That's how far past we are on Vegas Boulevard. We got to go all the way back to the other end. Yeah. So do you remember what happened on this limousine? A little bit. Yeah, I remember stopping at the okay. gas station. and uh, Well, we stopped at the gas station. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I remember, ahead. Uh, did we get a straggler? that ended up riding with us some random yes no but it wasn't from the gas station this dude was i don't even know where he came from inside the club from this country bar we were in yeah but he gets onto the limousine with us and before we even stopped at the gas station halfway there he he looks at me he was like i know who your friend is and i said who's my friend he was like that one i said well who is he he said, man, that's Chuck Liddell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He said, that's Chuck Liddell. And I said, it is? He was like, yeah, man, your friend. I said, get out, man. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. And this dude was probably, now you got granted, like, so you're young 20s. I'm probably mid-20s. Yeah. Or you're probably like mid-20s. I'm late 20s. And this dude is probably in his 40s. He was probably divorced. He's like one of these old dudes that's still trying to be cool with the oh, young crowd. <laughs> so anyway, man, you told him some BS. I wish I could remember the story, man. But I told you when we went to the gas station because he got out at the yeah. gas station. And and I remember telling you what he said. So you fed him some BS <laughs> story about some fucking fight. <laughs> 
you fed him this story and he believed every damn bit of it. And we just played him the whole way there. He bought us whatever drinks from the gas station. I remember this. And then we get down, we, we, he we got, get he downtown. Sparks. And Sparks, if anybody's too young to know it, Sparks were like the first energy drink slash alcoholic beverage. That was on the Right. Market. They tasted like Smarties. That's right. Tastes like and Smarties. And that's what I told him to buy us. I said, hey, man, get us a, get us a couple of those. And he goes, yeah. oh, you got it, Mr. Liddell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember because he, uh, I remember the brown paper bags because he got them all like separately canned, uh, yep. separate cans in a brown paper bag. Everybody had their own brown paper bag. I remember bag. Cocky was laughing anyway, so, off about it, too. So we get downtown um, to uh, Fremont. And I remember we had a, the, the limo limousine driver was pretty sexy. She was a older, forty something year old redhead, yeah. is what I remember. Curly hair, and we were talking to her too because she had the window down. So we were talking to her during the drive, and then so she comes out after she comes out and walks around to the sidewalk after she drops us off in Fremont, wherever the hell we got dropped off at, and she asked to be paid. But remember, we thought that the damn club was giving us the limousine. But when we got out, I saw a dude drop like $100, $200 in balled up cash. Who was that? When he got out of the limousine. And I was like, oh, this guy. No, the guy who thought you were oh Chuck Liddell. So I said, hey, man, he's got it. I, I said, he's got it. And we walked away. And then <laughs> and then he was he's, he said, fuck you guys. You know what? You are Chuck Liddell. And, <laughs> and he was just going off i don't know if you you remember all that too? i remember i remember i thought about that tonight cash. that's the one thing i do remember yeah because it falled it it, it falled it fell between the limousine and like the curb yeah. so that little piece of road right there and i said you got it right there man i remember pointing down to the ground i said you got it you got it right there <laughs> jesus dude what the hell happened with the rest of that night uh, I think we went to that coins or what was the name Insert of that place? Coin. Insert coins. Yeah. Damn. And then I don't remember what happened. Yeah, I don't remember either. I don't know how the hell we got home because we did not live down there. Right. So, but, but anyways, I want to get, we got to get to, uh, I got to get to, I, I did some research about food stamps. So I want to get to boot food stamps. I want to get to, uh, Biden's pink pick for uh, the unemployment program. I don't know if you've heard hmm. about that. Have you heard about that? No, person? I haven't. I want to talk about. Um, I want to get to the wearing masks after the vaccine bullshit. Yeah. Also, uh, Biden's announcement for a memorandum about the letter people. For people who don't know, I call the letter people the LGBTQ people. I call yes. them letter people. And then amongst amongst some other things. So this get into all of that i'm church g and my guest co-host who may end up being a regular co-host dustin danner double d aka hmm. what's up nothing what's going nothing on nothing much brother just live day by all day right, so, right let's do it so since you hadn't heard about it well first of all let me get into this so in 2019 the U.S. Department of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. I don't know why it's agriculture that does this nonsense, but I was speaking with somebody I know. And we were just talking about food stamps and Section Eight and all that and whatever. So, and then I started doing research. There's 17 million households on food stamps, and this is per the U.S. Department of Agriculture 2019, and that's an estimated 34 million people in those 17 million households. So you look that up and then, so now I want to know how much it is. So each household is averaging $260 a yeah. month, $260 a month. So if you do that 17 million, it's really 17.3, but we're rounding down for math. And I think the average is 258. So we round up to 260. So if you do the math, it's $4.42 billion a year. A year in food stamps, four point four two billion dollars a year that tax dollars are going to. And that doesn't include 
people who are on assisted housing, Section 8, um, what else you got? Uh, unemployment, WIC, whatever other, uh, you know, getting get paid to have children. Yeah, all that and stuff. the WIC programs. Well, WIC falls under this, uh, okay. like the, the yeah. food stamp thing. So, but think about it. That, that alone is $4.4 billion. That's your tax dollars. And, I, and the reason why we hit, my friend and I got on this conversation was they were trying to get rid of um, what, what you get, I guess, per child come tax time. And they want to say you get $1,500 before the child is born, I guess, if you're pregnant. Anybody from age zero to five, you get like four $4,200 per child. And then it's like 3000 something or whatever from five to 16 or yeah. five to 18. So I'm like, God dang, that's a lot of fucking money. And then I thought, well, what about the people that don't have kids or people who don't want to have kids? Or what about people who have kids and they've already moved out? So you have all these people who are attributing their tax dollar to these other people, you know what I mean, who are, are living for yeah. free. So what do you think about that? crazy that you can move yourself along without a job, without any career aspirations, without wanting to put anything back into our system, which is capitalistic, of course. Uh, right. And you choose to do nothing. Now, there are the instances where, yes, people are enabled to do jobs. They are able to perform in the public circuit. I get that. And those people, honestly, they should be taken care of. But able-bodied, capable human beings should not be living and becoming a siphon off of taxpayers, your fellow taxpayers. That's who's paying for what you get. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I, I did grow up poor, uh, living in trailer parks in Tennessee and the projects in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, and I, and I remember when, uh, food stamps were actually paper. If you can remember that far back. Yes. I, I remember, remember taking them as a six year old mm -hmm. kid to get uh pancake mix and eggs and milk. Uh, these, the people do need these things. And this is despite the fact that both my mother and father had a job, but, we were poor despite them both having a job and that was a necessity to keep me my my brother and my sister alive but they were still right. working right there it was, was equity e equity so that way you have this this everybody's everybody's kind of trying to be on the same playing field that's right and if you're trying if you're genuinely trying then yes, you do deserve to be help, helped. I, I, I completely I agree. agree with this. But, and you know what? I don't feel bad about my tax dollars going to that. But here's the big old caveat, the big old but within this, the Nicki Minaj size ass, that but I'm going to talk about, where I have lived in the South as well as you have, brother. And I have seen mm -hmm. plenty of families, people I went to school with, people that I saw day to day who are more than happy to take from the government and do nothing else, not give anything back, not put anything into the workforce, not do what Americans have done for hundreds of years to keep our country where it is. They are more than happy to say right. fuck that. <clears throat> now that brings me to two two topics. Well, not two topics, but two things based off yes. of what you just said. So we were talking when I had, excuse me, I just brought up how a friend and I were reading about the new plan to pay families per child that much money. Now, we did the math, so if you're somebody who's already in Section 8, people who don't know what Section 8 is, you could live in a house that's normally rented out for $1,000, but 
your section eight, you're paying what you can afford That's off right. your, based off your income. So you could be paying maybe a hundred bucks for a thousand dollar house. So that other nine hundred dollars is gonna be paid by the government to whoever the house is owned by. So if we did the math, so if somebody has three children and let's say it's a single mother, she's making it's like twelve thousand, a little over twelve thousand a year. So if she's making a little over twelve thousand a year, we did the math. If she was paying, it was eighty or a hundred bucks. If she ends up after a year's worth of rent, still has over eleven thousand dollars. And then if you factor in that billions of dollars has given for food stamps, now she's say two hundred sixty dollars a month for food. So now that eleven thousand plus that she has left over from paying rent all year, she doesn't have to use any of that for food at all, right? And then you get all whatever else you're getting free from the government. So you you pretty much got $11,000 a year to do as you please. Now, two, this is kind of different because I don't know this person's right. situation, but I was coming off the off-ramp the other day. <laughs> And there's just these two homeless dudes, and just to paint a picture, you got you know you got just two homeless dudes who don't look like they're homeless in my opinion. So I looked over the other day, and I had my whole family in the car, and I said, "Look at that homeless dude wearing th- th- those Jordans. He had a pair of Elevens on. They look like a the ones from Space Jam. You know, you had the the black, yeah, a pair of Elevens on." So I said, "Look at that. I saw that man tonight. I told Fun you to remind me this, but I just." I saw that same man tonight, and he was wearing phone posits, which if people don't, yeah. those are the Penny Hardaways from back in the day. But he was wearing the phone posits that looked like somebody had like painted on them. That's just was the style. It's like splatter paint. And I'm thinking that's the same dude that was just wearing Jordans when I saw him last time, and now he's wearing these phone posits, which were clean as fuck. And I'm thinking this dude is panhandling with a sign off on this off ramp. And I've seen him wearing these two pairs of shoes that are at least $150 or more yep. each. So what are you doing? You're either spending this, this, you're making a pretty good living doing what you're doing, or you don't need to do what you're doing because you already got money, but this is just how you're making a living. I, it's some BS, man. And, and people should see this, see these shoes and which I don't think people yes. may realize it because the average person probably doesn't look at nope. the shoe. They're out there stopping. He's out there stopping. Yeah. He's got, he's got, he's probably got some nice color coordination going on and that's all good and well, man. But it comes to a point where anybody who cares to look will realize that, wow, this guy is uh, definitely full of shit. And, 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 you can make plenty of money panhandling in large cities. Now, out in Las Vegas, yes. I saw it time and time again. And I did it time and time again. And when I say I did it, I mean that I did not offer a single harm- homeless person money besides one time. Uh, and every other time in the eight and a half years that I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, I gave them food. I gave them food. And out of those, all those times that I had given these homeless people food, and I'd probably say that's close to over eight and a half years shit. That's probably close to 20 or 30 times. I had about half of them tell me, I don't want the fucking food. Just give me the money. Yep. Now, if if there is not something peculiar about this, if you can't realize that there is something a little fishy uh, then maybe you need to relook at what is happening with the homeless population in this country, the supposed homeless population in this country. Not that the not to say that there are not genuinely homeless down in the dumps, the worst cards dealt in life. People, they are there. Hey. You can see 75,000 homeless people, and that is throughout L.A. County. You could see them there. 
when it costs you three grand to rent a, a 10 foot by 10 foot apartment with a toilet next to your kitchen, uh, that might create some homeless people. Yeah. But that's also democratic right. mayors and but, democratic senators that run yes. the country. And that's a different topic, but let's, let's keep pushing through the homeless. Right. Well, you were talking about the LA, uh, what's it? I think it was RZA. It was, yeah, yes. it was RZA from Wu-Tang. He went out, he went out there to Skid Row and did a documentary he where he was out there for uh, like a week. Yeah. And he talked to a lot of people. There was even married couples out there and they chose to live out there. And a lot of them was because they they were addicted to drugs, so they just got rid of everything they had and they just moved out. No, man, the, but 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 street. we should legalize yeah, everything. Though, drugs church, and, because that'll make it better. That's no, honestly, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, but I agree with that. And Oregon just did that. Well, did here's the this? thing. It's been all all, all drugs, controlled substances have been legalized in other countries. And that, that's good. And for the most part, it's panned out fairly well. And that's good to see, right? But you also okay. consider the size of these countries. Now, they aren't a microcosm mm-hmm. like I believe America is a microcosm. Because we are, not, we are not just one culture. We are a multitude of cultures. Now, you see Belgium. You see the Netherlands. Legalize it, right? So the Netherlands, for instance, they have approximately 6.5 million people. That's a decent amount of human beings. You're not going to count that out on your hands and toes, right? That's a decent amount of people. And for the most part, they've done pretty well by legalizing everything. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Oregon just did that. Oregon just did. But here's the counter to that, the flip to that. America consists of how many people, Church? Over 370 million. million. Now, when you take those numbers into consideration and you consider what kind of society we are as Americans, we are very... We are very impatient. We want and gratification we want it now yes now you you factor that in yes. to our 360 370 million human beings living in this country you consider our culture as well our culture is a little bit more violent a lot of people don't like to talk about americans in this manner they say that we're awful about sending people to prison and we definitely are we definitely incarcerate people, especially, you know, men of color for far too long than than we rightfully should. It's fucking awful. But. Thanks to the Clintons hey, 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 and, Joe and Biden the Joe Biden standing on the Senate floor talking about the Negroes. That's a word he used. And I'm not using that word. Yes. I know we, we talked about it last yes. time. You anyways, consider our culture. You consider our need for now, now, now. I do not think legalizing everything is going to be good. Now, I might be wrong. Maybe time will tell something different. And I would love to see (laughs) something different. Maybe people who were once committed to being high all the fucking time and, and doing what they do will now have a ready grasp on it, have it to their direct availability, and they will calm down. But that is yet to be seen. We can we can use Oregon now, the, the state itself as a litmus test. And now maybe Oregon isn't indicative of the rest of the country, but we already have enough fucking problems as it is with controlled substances with any kind of opioid. It is destroying our country. It is destroying right. middle America. The blue-collar workers, whereas my father, your father, came from, it is destroying that. But I, I would, I would uh, genuinely like to hear what you think the possible future could be. Well, 
I, I, I'm very curious to see what happens. I'm glad Oregon did that. You could be right. Like, they could be using that as some sort of stepping stone. Because, honestly, fuck Oregon and, and and Washington as far as right now. Like, everything that's going on in both of those, in Portland and, and Seattle and all that with these fuckers burning shit and thinking they – Anyways, know. you know what I'm getting at. Anyways, screw them people. The ones doing this stuff, not no. every citizen who lives up there. But anyways, there was there's a movie. I can't not I cannot remember the name of it. But when I first saw it, it was a guy who came up with this drug company. Okay. And he made everything legal. All the drugs. Like that was his push. The reason why he did it was because his parents were drug addicts. His mother died. I think his father died too. And he was just explaining things in this movie. I want to hmm. say it was like an English movie. And anyways, in the movie, when I, the first time I saw it years ago, I thought, this this is kind of smart. Because what it did was, his, his reason behind it was, it'll get rid of all the bad stuff that comes with it, which I agreed with. So the, the right. killings go away. The people fighting over money goes away. You know... Things of that nature, because now now that it's legal, you don't have people fighting back and forth over stashes or stash houses and this and that or whatever. And money, you're fighting over money. and So once you legalize it, then you don't have to worry about those certain aspects that come with that. You do when you don't. You do when you don't, church. You know what I mean? Because realize that even if it is legalized at the federal level. That means all states, right? Everybody. Just like we legalize gay marriage, you know, federally, not by state, not by county, not by city or township. We legalize it federally, right? Do you, do you think that the drug dealers are going to come up and go, hey, you know what? I'm ready to pay taxes on my income for all this heroin. Do you think that they are ready, <laughs> capable right. and able, and do they have the uh, oh, the self-awareness to come up and say, you know what, I'm going to play the game because no the fuck they won't. This will, this will, okay, I, I have this view that it will stifle a bit of the cartels. Now, when I talk about the cartels, people do not know. These are typically Mexican Central American or South American gangs that are, are, you know, organized right. crime groups that sell drugs as a very, very fucking lucrative business. Now, let me bet you, let me cut you off real yes. quick. You know, just hold your thought. But that what they're doing now is those same, those same syndicates, they're making money off of avocados. If people didn't know. So if you're going to buy avocados, do not buy the ones from Mexico. Yeah. Avocados are trash anyways. It tastes like (laughs) nothing. It's, uh, yeah. They're. But yeah, that's how they're they're making money now. That's how they're kind of, the cartels are funding themselves with avocados. And, and. If anybody thinks in their right mind that uh, these malicious drug cartels that like to fillet people alive, uh, rape children in front of their parents, uh, or when I was a child living in El Paso, Texas, right next to Juarez, Mexico, uh, they hollowed out an infant and filled the infant, their, their body, with cocaine. If you think these people are going to buy into this and they're going to go, yeah, we're going to follow by your government's rule, Holy. you're fucking high. You're only going to stop. Yes. This God, happened. When I remember my father talking to my mom about this and my mother crying. This did happen in 1999. That's what they do. If you believe for one fucking second that these people are going to bend over and go, yeah, oh, my God, we're going to do it legit now. We are legit. You know, we're going to go to church and everything is going to be fine. No, you're fucking high on meth that you probably bought from a fucking cartel member. It's not going to happen now. And like I and like I previously stated, buddy. 
Americans want it now. They want that instant gratification. Me, me, me. Now, now, now. As well as, mm, we are a little bit violent. Americans, and like I said before, people do not want to admit that Americans are a little bit more prone to violence. It's the truth. I am. I'm more prone to violence, church. Mm-hmm. Dude, if I if I have my daughter in the backseat of my car, like I did today, and I have some guy riding my ass, and I'm driving maybe, you know, six or seven over the speed limit, keeping it cautious, right? I don't want to get pulled over. I'm doing six or seven over the speed limit. I, I have someone riding my ass with the possibility of rear-ending me. And if they hurt my child, dude, I don't care if they were dead when they hit the rear of my car after the fact. I would rip them out. I would, I would, I would attempt to pull a limb off of their body, and then I would continue to beat them with it until I felt like the job was done because that's my daughter. Now, that, that might say a little bit something about American violence. We are violent, and we're really good at war. I don't know right. if anyone's seen this or heard about this <laughs> as far as combat goes, but we are right. good at killing. We're very good. I'm not sure if you listened to the last podcast that I did about how great our country is. I did it between I did, okay. I did it between this one and the last one you and I did. Yeah, I brought. I mean, I brought that up, but I brought up why our country is so great, though, because somebody on Twitter was saying how shitty our country was, and it it sparked this thing in my brain where I was like, "Hold on, like it bothered me for for half of a day," because somebody said something about children not knowing the pledge of allegiance anymore in school because they're not saying it. And I said, "Yes, this is sad." And I said, we need to teach our children this. This starts at home with the parenting. We need to teach our children that our country is the greatest. We need to tell them why it's the greatest. We need to tell them what is out there right now that is trying to take away our greatness. And then I said this at, you know, with, with the podcast handle at the aisle pod on Twitter. And somebody replied to that and said, stop lying to your children. The only thing we're good at is locking so people I up. So I thought that. that's that's what they said. So if anybody wants to, so if anybody wants to hear what I had to say in reply to that, listen to the podcast prior to this one. It's called "The Greatest Country," and I get into that. I, and I bring up how we spend a lot of money on defense and war and all of that, and and how a lot of times it makes politicians rich, but at the same time, because it is what it is, and we're in that situation, we're great. At it, like we get this shit done, and without and without us, the world would fall apart. Honestly, because we're the big brother that's helping people with their borders. And if you get rid of us, hey, good luck defending your own fucking borders. And but hold on, let's let's switch. Let's let's let, hold on. We got a way off topic. So so what yeah. I'm what I want to get back to before I forget is because we were talking about this. This started with the. <laughs> this started with the 17 million households that were on on food stamps and things and then we got to one topic to the next topic to the next topic so what i wanted to get into was what goes with that is is biden's okay. pick for the unemployment program so the person that he picked to be in charge of the unemployment program is somebody by the okay. name of Susie levine and i so she she previously was the the employment security department. She was in that department, right? And then so she left that department with trails of audits in question, six hundred million dollars in question. Wow, to be a fact. And that six hundred million dollars. So she leaves this position. There's a lot of questions and audits of this six hundred million dollars. That she lost of COVID funds to Nigerian scammers. So this is felt, this is she, fact. She felt you guys could do a Google search scam in the book. 
bro. I mean, anybody, anybody right now can just do a, a Google search and just say Biden's unemployment program officer or whoever, and then, or type her name in Susie Levine, and you will see this. And and not only like Fox, it's CNN. Every, everybody's reporting this. It was like two days ago, and I'm thinking to myself, how did he just hire her to be in charge of the unemployment program when she just lost? Six hundred million dollars to the Nigerian scammers. That's crazy. Of COVID she sounds relief, like money. someone who should be fired and or jobless. Well, Do you believe this shit? I, I was just talking with a friend earlier tonight about this, and I said, uh, I said something made him laugh, and I said it's great that in America. We are able to vote in our captors. And they're able to vote in the idiots that will help us stay chained. That's what they like to do. So people like to say, oh, you ain't woke. You ain't woke. I I, I like to think that uh, you're unchained. Like Django, right? That is a great movie. Yeah, it's now, a great movie. I believe that they are we we in this country believe that we we have this semblance of democracy. This semblance of oh yeah, we get to choose who makes the call. That's that's the American vote, right? We get to choose, right? No. You don't have any fucking choice. You thought you did. Oh, you thought you fucking had choice. But guess what? Whoever toes the party line, Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. That is who is going to be voted into office, just like Bernie Sanders was snubbed, just like Tulsi Gabbard was snubbed, a Democrat that I actually respected. I like her. An ex-service member who went to combat, talked about taking care of the the military. Mm, Democrats said, nah, mm, that's a little too far right for us. And she is, and she's, she's, she's gorgeous, kind of gorgeous. She's, she's, she's a good looking woman. I wouldn't mind yeah. looking at that during, uh, you know, press conferences yeah. and, uh, you know, state of the union. <laughs> yes. For she's a good looking woman and she had good ideas and they she, snubbed her. Now, this is she, another thing about these Democrats that I don't understand. They, they can't ever elect or have a probable elect that is respectable. Look what they did for Hillary Clinton. She's a warmongering bitch who, if you can do five minutes of research, you can go and find out that she's been in bed with Henry Kissinger, one of the biggest warmongers of all time, for 35 years. That's what she does. That's what Hillary Clinton's about. You know what's so funny though is that she was mm-hmm. the first lady. You know what I mean? She was a Husband. lawyer, yep. and just like Bill Clinton, and her husband be- becomes president. But is is her conniving ass really the one that ran shit at the time? Because how do you go from you know being a first lady? Because now, now you're a politician. I'm surprised no, Michelle Obama is not she a fucking just, uh, politician. She never got the crown put upon her stupid fucking head. But go ahead. So, I mean, and I don't know if you've seen. Um, they've come out and they're they're doing investigations on the Clintons right now. They're what about, doing what about one the on their Haiti, Clinton Foundation the money because of two, ha- two- Haitian relief money. We well, yeah, had it's like they're doing two point two point eight. They're they're doing two point eight. Uh, I think it's billion dollars in tax money that they're researching that they owe. They owe that, and then now some somebody in the DOJ just just released or said that they had to release. The FBI has to release. All of this information, according to I forgot the guy's name, man. Somebody who died and and his death was hmm. a mystery, and they still haven't fought. They still haven't found out operative? how he died. FBI. Uh, damn. 
No, I can't. It was. I know. I. I really. I can't tell you because I briefly read it. I didn't read the. I didn't read the whole thing. Paraphrase. I don't want to like you know talk up my ass because I didn't. So, but yeah. So there were. It was just somebody who had died, and they wanted the FBI to release these files about said person because he was deeply involved with the Clintons. And you know, it's been said a hundred million times about the Clintons murdering well, even people or whatever. Them murdering people, church. It, it, it was the it's... fact that Hillary Clinton was all too happy to silence any woman who came out against her husband. And this is before. Remember, buddy, you you and me lived through the entire Clinton administration. We did. And she was yep. very ready, capable to cancel any woman who spoke out against her husband. Now, that this wasn't the time of cancel culture, dude. Back then, you could do some heinous shit and get away with it, right? And that's what Bill Clinton did. Mm-hmm. He was around during that time. He literally, literally got a blowjob in the White House, not in the Oval Office. Everyone likes to think he got a blowjob in there. He did not. He got a blowjob in the fucking White House somewhere. And it, yeah, and it was okay. And, and Bill leans his head out of the office. He goes, oh, 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 "Hey, you right there? Come here, come here, girl!" And pulled her in. And uh, you know, she got a book deal, got a bunch of money. People felt bad for. Her. Yeah. And then she disappeared for years. And then I recently came across her Twitter, and then I was looking at things, and she so left. Still, like she's, I'm thinking to myself, after everything that happened to you, especially with that family, how are you still supporting this? Well, hey, man, maybe, maybe she wants like, a second load. It's, it's ridiculous, maybe, man. <laughs> maybe she wasn't done. <laughs> maybe Bill's got a hog and she was fine with it. All right. <laughs> well, check it in. <laughs> you just said load, man. So what it just made me think of that was is so you loading the gun, you got ammo. No, what what's crazy is everybody wants to fight about race or gender, excuse me, or whatever. Yeah. These, these to me are just smoke screens. It's the lowest race fight emotion about that people have. All they want. When and, when go ahead. Right. So what but what, what, hold on, what I'm getting at is everybody's paying attention, they're paying attention to that versus things that are really going on and you have the hr 127 bill that's being put into place right now in front of the house and inside that hr 127 bill is they're literally taking your gun rights away from you and nobody's talking about it and nobody knows about it because you're too worried about somebody who May or not, may not say my, something. My, that my, fucking, hey, like, hey, you know, and one of my favorite words still to this day that I love to fucking hear people say, who I know are nutless, despite man or woman. Eh, I'm gender neutral with this term, nutless. Uh, uh-huh. They say I'm. I was triggered by this. Right. I right. I was. So 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 <laughs> it, it also goes back triggered. to the old adage of uh, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words shall never hurt me. Well, apparently words can do a lot these days. Right. Words can force people to put the cold steel of a fucking gun in their mouth because they are so weak-minded and feeble in their constitutions that they can't handle a little, a little bit of abject behavior. You like that, church? You like how I explain that? Mm-hmm. They can't handle Right. Well, hold on. I'm going to get back to Hold on, man. Let me get to what I was saying. So go ahead. We, with the bill. I, I Do you know like about the bill? About I haven't heard about this one. So I haven't read the bill in full, but there's just one part of the bill that stands out to me. And one part of the bill that stands out to me is you are registered like a sex offender if you have a gun. Or if you go out and buy ammo for said gun. And what I mean by you're registered like a sex offender. So in this bill, they want it to be where if I go buy a gun today from the Bass Pro Shop and they do the background check on me and then I pass the background check and I get the gun, 
Now I'm placed on this sex offender list. Mm-hmm. The you know the IE sex offender list. So now there's going to be an entire list. So if this passes. Anybody who owns a gun has to adhere to this. On this registry will show just like a sex offenders list. Your address, your name, and I guess the guns you have and okay. possibly all the ammo or whatever you've bought. Now, somebody might say, oh, well, that's great. <laughs> so now we know everybody who has guns. There's more guns in the United States than there are people. You mentioned before yeah. that there's 370, 380 yes. million people in this country. There's more There's more guns than that and then you count ammo there are more guns in america than there are at a guns time the it's probably the like quad that too so but anyway so to get to this is to me this is fucking stupid and it's stupid on so many levels and one being okay you have a criminal if he's brave enough i'm gonna break into this house because i just looked at this registry and this house has this gun, this gun, this gun, and this gun. I'll wait for them to leave. I'll break in, and I'll try to steal these weapons, right? So that's one scenario. Two, you may have some thief who's a coward or just smart, however you want to look at it. I know that these houses on this block have weapons, but I know that this house does not have one. So now... What house am I going to break into? I'm going to break into this house that has no weapon. You see what I'm saying? It's stupid on so many levels to to just give that information out like a sex offender list that these people have guns. It's it's stupid, man. Uh, And they haven't looked at the second and third order effects of what they are implementing and that that's the big thing people are very especially legislators now they're very quick to to attempt to change the the rule of law and the law itself because they believe that this will appease the masses but they will not look at the second and third order effects like you said if this is now information that someone has it might as well be fucking public information because anyone who cares to get down to the brass tacks they're gonna find that information and they'll come for you hopefully you got some cool uh i don't know shotgun traps set up outside your house if you don't well they're getting in and they're gonna get what you have and then now that's on the street Mm -hmm. and you could thank your government for informing the populace the hyper intelligent populace as to what you have in your domicile isn't that nice isn't that a nice comforting feeling church so (laughs) it's so nice it's so nice double d i cannot believe where we're headed man just like i said to my wife about the whole law that we read when we started off I thought she's she said I don't know what to do about it. And I said you don't do nothing about it. I said and honestly if you're that worried about it, leave your phone at home. And that way they can't. And then honestly and then I said, well, this is retarded because we're talking about you leaving your phone at home so they can't tell whether or not you've left your damn house because if somebody is monitoring you, it's probably through your phone and if you leave your phone at the house just like somebody on house arrest, you're ankle bracelet is at home and then you can leave and i'm thinking god dang we're we live in the united states of fucking america this should not be happening this is and you have people who are just like oh well it's for the the greater good and people are so blind and honestly this shit brings me to the aoc bullshit line she's lied off her ass for the last week the last week lying about what happened to her in her office on Capitol Hill, which isn't technically in the Capitol. And I don't know if you've seen this. And I've seen people in reply to her saying, yeah, good job calling the liars out. And I, I'm thinking, are you serious? 
you are in support of her thinking that she's calling liars out when she indeed is in fact the liar. People have researched and researched closely to make sure that they're not wrong and they've yes. used the times that she gave where she was versus the times when things actually happened and where she wasn't and she's legit been called out a she fucking liar and I've looked at it all and she is a liar and then on top of that hold on you can talk as soon as I say this and on top of that she wants to put out an email to all her adversaries saying, hey, if anybody uses these hashtags on Facebook or Twitter, I need you to cancel them. And because people were calling her <laughs> AOC Smollett or whatever, because she's a liar. So any she she wanted so people were calling her yeah, AOC Smollett or whatever her all that. So she so she put out an email. And in this email, it was crazy too. In this email, if you look at the like the heading of it, her name, her three names, Alexandria or Cortez, whatever, whatever the fuck, is all bold and looking great. I'm thinking you're so full of yourself right now for putting this out. And in this the, the heading of this of your letterhead, the way it looks, you, you don't care about anybody. You do not care about the American public. You keep talking about this Green Deal shit, but I've looked at your Green Deal shit, AOC, and your Green <laughs> Deal shit don't mean shit. You've not talked about it. You've only talked about yourself. You've only talked about how you felt what happened on January 6th, which you still were talking about in February, after everybody already got the fuck over it. So, in my opinion, you're just a goddamn actor who's not a politician who was just put into place to yeah. be a figurehead, i.e. the actor, to get people on board. Why else would she go on to Instagram and do an hour-long fucking live video, which she was reading, which to me was rehearsed too, because the eyes never lie. So if you watch this video, she's definitely scripted. Because she's like, oh, behind me, the door's behind me. Oh, no, wait, it was in front of me and blah, blah, blah. She, she's full of shit. She's full of shit. And she compares herself to a soldier with PTSD. She could, she, she, she fucking says she was sexually assaulted one time and she never told anybody. Nobody knows about it, but she just told the whole goddamn Instagram fear about it. And it's, she, she's just ridiculous, man. She's just a college student type person. And she doesn't care about anybody, but about herself. She's literally not talked about anything in oh. government in the past week, week and a half, except her experience or defending that experience that she gave, which was a fucking lie because she didn't think or the left never thought that anybody would call her yeah. out on her fucking bullshit. You could say what you want about mm -hmm. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. Uh, she's intelligent. She she put herself out there and she made herself susceptible to the fear-mongering scared idiots. That's what she did. She yeah. Yes. She, yeah, she's she put herself in she's a smart and cynical position. Bro. She cried. I, I saw a, a bit of uh, a few of the clips of that. She cried out of fear. When a cop was asking where she was from outside the door, banging on the door, where is she? Where? Yeah. So, which she, she, she did it right. She did it right. She definitely has uh, basement dwelling, uh, mother loving fucks on her side. And I, I talk about basement dwelling. I'm talking about genuine liberal retards who have never left the house, never held a job. Never have been a uh, uh, amicable human in the sense of the word, giving back to their country. <clears throat> I'm not saying you need to join the fucking military, but do a job. Uh, but they are all behind her, and they all believe that you should mm -hmm. believe her story. You know, it's funny, man. I look at her, I look at her, and I think to myself, 
Dude, if, if she, she can get, get elected, elected, I could get elected. A dog with three legs, blindness, and senility can be elected into office. I, I honestly believe. Hey, this is Church G. I apologize for cutting the podcast short before we got to all of the topics that we said we would get to, but we were having technical difficulties. You may have been able to hear the lag on some of the recordings. I hope you guys like the story about Chuck Liddell. I thought it was pretty funny. True story. Um, also, with the technical difficulties, if you guys would like to donate at the IOPod on Venmo or go to anchor.fm slash the independent opinion, you can also donate there. It'd be much appreciated. It would help us out with the recording and all of that. Um, and if not, just keep listening. And the best thing you can do is just share the show with your friends, please. Uh, we are trying to make this show better as we go on. Still fairly new. Uh, don't forget to follow the podcast at the IO Pod on Twitter. And until the next episode, we will get to those topics we mentioned and maybe some others. And I'll have some other guests. But until then, ciao. And thanks for listening.